Adrian, listen to me, brother. She's gone. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast, episode 161. Thanks for being here. I love doing this stuff. I'm answering your questions. GrangerSmithPodcast at gmail.com. You could ask me anything as if we're just sitting in a truck, riding down a road, and you say, hey, man, I got this thing, something's been going on in my life, and I was wondering if you could help me with it. And I can give you advice. I'm not always right about it, uh, but we could talk about it as if we're good old friends. And that's honestly how I feel about this podcast. And that's why I still do it this many episodes later. I'm going to get right to the first question here. And the subject line says, man, is that how we're starting? I guess so. Subject line says, wife and Bible reading. Like, I, I want to say I don't have notes on this stuff. I don't, um, I don't have preparation. So we're just going blind, and that's what we do every episode. Wife and Bible reading. Hey, Grangers, my name is Jesse. I'm 27 years old from Canyon City, Colorado. I recently asked my wife if she would be willing to listen to Bible readings on audio, but she said that she's really sorry, but that's just not something that we can share together, even though she believes in God from a spiritual standpoint rather than a religious one. I love her so much. We've been together for five years and married for three months how do I handle her not wanting to read the Bible, but still have a belief in God that doesn't involve me leaving? I love her too much for that to be an option. She did say that she wouldn't mind if I read it with our daughter, and then once she's old enough, allow her the opportunity to learn for herself and respect whatever beliefs she may have later in life. Thanks, love your music and your podcast, Jesse. All right, Jesse, thanks for the email, buddy. Let me recap just from my own brain here. Um, you're 27 years old. You're almost 28. You are, you've been together five years with this girl, married for only three months, and yet you have a daughter. Okay. Um, does it say how old your daughter is? No. No. Okay. So, okay. So I kind of got it here. So, my first question like, if we were riding in the truck together, Jesse, I'd be, I would say, um, is this something? Is this something you thought about before three months ago? Just throwing that out there. That's that's no. I'm not throwing any shade on you, brother. Um, but just kind of wondering, in general, just for the other people that are listening to the podcast as well. Like, is is this something that you should talk about? I would say yes. It's something you should talk about before you get married, uh, and then subsequently before you have a daughter. It's, it's important stuff. Um, but here's where I'm going to go. This might be going, I'm going to go a different direction than you, than you might think I'm going to go. And I want you to, first of all, understand that divorce is not an option. It's just not an option. That's, that's something culture and society is going to tell you like, hey, you figure out all you can. And if it doesn't work, then your next option is leaving. You, you basically said that. Um, what's my options besides leaving? Leaving's not an option. Here's what I'm going to say to you, and this has been on my mind. I fly airplanes a lot, and when I'm when I'm on an airplane, the flight attendant says before we take off, if you are sitting next to a small child, put the oxygen mask on yourself for first before the child. 
because you can't you can't help the child if you don't have oxygen. So put the oxygen mask on first. So that's what I'm going to say about this, you and your family and, and your wife. I'm going to say, stop worrying right now about her reading the Bible. That's basically what this whole email is about, is you're worried about her reading the Bible. I wouldn't worry about that right now. Like, you're married, you're in this, you got a daughter, you're, you're far down the road. I would put the oxygen mask on you first. Nothing is going to change in this family until you are stable and you're getting oxygen and you're breathing well. So I want you to dive into the Bible. I want you to make a routine every single morning without skipping. You're going to read this Bible and you're going to start in a logical location like Matthew 1 or maybe John 1 or Luke 1, somewhere in the gospel, maybe Genesis, a logical place. You're going to start there and you're going to work your way forward every single morning. And I'm going to say one chapter. That's super easy. One chapter. But you're not going to skip. You're going to do this before work. You're going to do this around your wife in the presence of your daughter in the house. You're going to do this and you're never going to skip. And if she asks you why you're doing it, say, it's my, it's my oxygen. This is not just like a spiritual God. This is not just like a, a way of life to make me feel better, like self-help or something. No, this is life and death. That's what it says in the book. So I'm, that's why I'm reading it. And do that enough times. Let's build up some time. Let's build up con- some consistency until she's finally like, okay, fine. What does it say in there? What does it say? You go there every single morning, you're reading? Like, what can it possibly say? Like, how boring do I think it is that I, th- I can't imagine you being there every single day in the same book? And it's been like three years now. What? That's, that's, a pretty good, that's a pretty good approach. And that might work on her. It might not, but that's it, irrelevant because I want you to get yourself, get yourself tied up. That's what I want you to do right now. That's my mission for you to stop worrying about her, Jesse. All right, let's move on here. Next question, subject line, telling our future kids about Santa. I'm assuming we don't have any kids listening, young kids listening right now. Um, if you do, you might want to, might want to get them, get them, you know, if you're, if you're listening in the car and you got young kids right now, may not want to play this right now, okay? Um, question. Let's see what it says. Question. Hey, Granger, big fan of the show and your music. My girlfriend, Abby, and I are discussing what stance we should take with the decision of introducing our future kids to Santa Claus or just solely telling them the real meaning of Christmas, Christ's birth. We are both Christians and we take God's word very seriously. We both agree that it's important to talk about these kind of topics before, after all, dating is the purpose of finding a spouse. I, hey, great. <laughs> yes, you're talking about stuff before you get married. That's exactly the email we just came out of. Thank you. That's amazing. Okay. I love that. I love it. Um, you say, we both agree that it's important and we're both hoping to seek some wise counsel from you, seeing as that we're kind of stumped. Uh, I hope that you're having a great day. God bless. Hunter. Hunter, thanks for the email, brother. And um, kudos to you talking about subjects like this before you get married. I mean, like, it's, it's, it's a big deal. So I feel like, somebody correct me if I'm wrong. I'm speaking to myself here. I feel like this is becoming a bigger deal now than it was when I was a kid. The idea of, should we introduce kids to Santa at all? Like, should we just keep it completely out of Christmas? 
Now, I'm not talking about should we involve Santa a little bit and tell him about St. Nicholas and the gifts that he gave to children, or should we just never bring it up? Like it's not part of the deal at all. That feels like um, that's a that's a 2022 thing right now. Obviously, okay, yes, I know that Santa has not always been around, and I know that if we go back a hundred years, Santa's reduces big time. But I'm just saying, as far as the last 50 years, this is really a topic now. Here's the deal: you say, uh, let me say this first. I do, I do not believe. You and your wife, your future wife, Hunter, you guys seem like you're super grounded, and I don't think you're going to mess this up either way. I think you could do it in a way that you you build the narrative the way you want to build it in your house, keeping Christ first, and you just not you not make it the center of everything that you do. Um, and I don't. I also think it would be great to just not bring it up at all. It's just not part of it. I mean, if you're starting from scratch, the kids aren't going to know the difference ever. Like kids growing up without Santa are not less off than kids that did have Santa. They don't, it's not like they meet up in school and go, yeah, my Christmas sucks. How's yours? Oh, it's amazing because I have Santa. That conversation doesn't happen. I, th- I think kids grow up without Santa and love Christmas just as much, have just as much joy, and probably have a bit better idea of where that joy comes from. In my opinion, I personally did grow up with Santa. And so my parents are amazing. I love my mom and dad. And I I don't think that they messed up at all by having Santa Claus part of my young life. But we did take it out of our kid's life. And we're not going to bring it to Maverick's life. Just because, although I think it's possible and parents could do it great, and I was raised that way, I think there is a chance of messing it up. There is a chance of making Santa a bigger deal than it should be. And I would rather say, I'm not going to risk it. I'm not going to risk shifting the focus of what this day means. So we're not going to do it with Mav. And I think he's, um, I know he's going to be fine. <laughs> he's going to love Christmas every year. And he's got a, he's got two siblings that are going to make sure that he does. So yeah, I think it's totally up to you, and I think it's a great conversation you're having, and it's something to discuss, and I don't really think you can go wrong either way, and I would lean towards why not don't do it at all. Let's another one. Next on subject line, question for Granger. Hey, Granger, I know, uh, I know it's long, but please let me know what your thoughts are. My name is Freddie. I have questions about a relationship that just ended because of faith. I grew up FLDS, and I had some terrible experiences with religious beliefs. Um, And when I got out of FLDS, when I was 16, I pretty much let go of all my beliefs in God and Jesus. About four months ago, though, I met a girl who was everything I could possibly imagine wanting for a wife. She's a friend and a life partner. The only problem was she loves Jesus with all her heart. I don't even know... I don't even know why she did it, but she pursued me even though I didn't have a strong faith. And I tried to keep a distance for a while, but she was just too beautiful and kind and happy. We started dating and she dragged me to church for the first time. And I realized it wasn't like the FLDS. I actually enjoyed it. It made sense. It made me happy. So I kept going and started to build back that faith in God. Uh, but there was mistakes along the way, 
right up front, she made it clear she wanted to wait until marriage to have sex. I couldn't understand why at the time, and I pushed her into having sex. It wasn't like I forced her. She doesn't blame me for it, but I I should have been the strong one and have done what was right. There were some other things that just, that I wasn't as supportive with. I really don't, I really didn't believe in the Bible and didn't help lead her the right way in her faith. She ended up breaking up with me and broke my heart badly. I gave her all the love I had in me, and she did the same. We both love each other. Neither of us have had uh, experienced a relationship like this. She just needed someone who could lead her in her faith. She felt like um, she left me, and I had nothing, no one to turn to. I had nothing to live for. I turned to Jesus and prayer, and that was the only comfort I had. I realized that I loved her more than anything, and she loved Jesus more than anyone. I realized that I need to love God most of all. I'm still going to church, and I can't even explain the love and support I feel from the people that put Jesus first. I'm getting involved and serving, and I'm going to get baptized. I want to show God that I'm starting new, and I'll I'll live for Him now. I've been reading my Bible a lot. And I just see everything that she was seeing, how beautiful God's way is. And it almost makes me hurt worse to see what I missed. My question for you is, I still love her. I want her to know that I truly want to do it the right way. She said she's on God's path, wherever that takes her. Is it too late to do the, to, for it to be the right way with her? Please let me know what you think. I really appreciate your podcast. Wow. I, you typically don't read one that long, but that was... Freddie, that was kind of fascinating. Um, yeah, I talk to a lot of people in FLDS and reach out to me from this podcast or uh, that I talk to offline somewhere. And I hear similar stories. FLDS is, um, it's the real deal. I mean, it's, it's uh, It has some serious, um, I don't know why I'm trying to pick my words here, but um, that's some serious problems some serious, serious problems in FLDS, and it messes people up really bad. So um, when I say it's the real deal, I mean, it's the real deal, false faith. (laughs) Say it that way. And your story is fantastic, Freddie. It's it's amazing what has happened. I'll say this. If, if, If God used this girl to crush you into finally seeing him who he is, and that, that sounds like uh, right in line with the character of God, that he would take a man and dangle this, this beautiful girl and show him the love and the, the beauty of Christ and then strip her away because you weren't getting it. Like you weren't getting it. So then take her away, strip you down to nothing, where you hit rock bottom, and then slowly redeem you, restore you, build you back up so that all you had was him, so that all you relied on was him at that point. That sounds like the character of God. And right there, hey, the story with her could end right there, and it's still a huge victory. You see what I mean? Like you're on, Now you're on the path. Now you're ready. You're ready for a girl. And so if she's out of the picture completely, man, victory. You're claiming victory already. You've been restored. You've been redeemed. You Now your eyes are open. You see the light. It's pretty cool. But I might not be done with her either. I think 
what here's an here's an example of this sometimes i get emails and i think to myself this email is the answer this is you use this for her like you write a letter handwritten letter put it in her mailbox and it's like this is this is how i feel i want you to know what i mean all this stuff that you said i love her i want to show her that i truly want to do it the right way that's what you that's what you want and so all you have to do is tell her that in an authentic, genuine, vulnerable way with your voice or your handwriting. Tell her that and see what happens. And I'm sitting here telling you right now, if it doesn't work out, you are still claiming victory. Let's hit one more here. Hi, hey, Granger. My name's Adrian. I'd like to stay anonymous. I just got out of a relationship. The girl said she needed some space and needs some time to fix herself. She said she'd like to get back together in the future, and I would too. It's just been really hard. I don't really have anyone to talk to, and I need some guidance. I keep texting her, and I get worried about her safety all the time. Adrian, listen to me, brother. She's gone. She said she needs space and time to fix herself and she would like to get back together in the future. She said all those things to go gentle on your heart because it was too difficult to look you in the eye and tell you the truth. She's moved on. She's not into you anymore. And, and I say that with tough love because I do genuinely love you and, and I feel the sincerity in your email and I know you're being genuine and you're really hurting right now and you're, you're actually really wondering and questioning, but I'm here to tell you the best thing I could do is rip this Band-Aid off and say, brother, she is gone. She has used a, a, a well-known excuse and she did it to protect you and it actually hurt you at the same time. What she thought was protecting you is actually making this wound deeper and harder to recover from. What you need to do right now is stop texting her. You said you're worried about her safety all the time. Hey, she's going to be fine. She's going to be just fine. She's, she doesn't need a protector right now. You could let it go. Move on. Stop. Put the phone down. Stop texting. She's gone. We'll take a break. Be right back. All right, welcome back to the podcast. Let's get to these questions. I'm answering your questions. Email me, grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. Could be about any subject. I ask you only, uh, keep it relatively short. I don't need all the information to discuss this. And my second thing is, just don't send the same email twice. grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. Let's hit another one here. Subject line says, girlfriend. Hey, Granger, my name is Jalen. Just want to say I love the podcast. Keep it up, brother. I have a girlfriend of almost two years, and she absolutely adores me. She is loyal and beautiful, although I cannot get rid of the thought that she isn't the one, and I have constant thoughts of breaking up. Any advice would be helpful. Thanks, Jalen. Okay, Jalen, um, I feel you, man. Thanks for the email. Thanks for uh, being honest here. Um, let me say, first of all, there is nothing wrong with what you're feeling. I'm going to I want to just acknowledge that what you're feeling is right. There's nothing wrong with there's nothing immoral about it. 
There's nothing deceitful about this feeling, okay? When it starts to become wrong is when you continue to drag this out, okay? So I, I know, I know for a fact, I could tell you, brother, Jalen, I could tell you, I know this. I know it for a fact. And anyone can comment if this message is on social media. You could comment below, and I promise you that I'm right. When you start feeling what you're feeling right now, you say, I'm starting to think, I can't get rid of the thought that she isn't the one, and I have constant thoughts of breaking up. When that comes into your brain, when that worms its way into your head, I promise you it's not going away. I promise you the only way this ends is by you breaking up. You can never recover from those thoughts, man. You can never get better. You can never go, you know what? It's been four years and I used to constantly think of breaking up with her and I constantly thought she wasn't the one. And now, four years later, she actually is the one and everything's great. I've never seen that happen. So I say that to just reassure you that your feeling is natural, but you need to, the best thing for you to do, even though she's beautiful and loyal and, and adores you, and it's been two years, even though all that, the best thing, the loving thing you could do right now is to let her go. And remember the last email I, I read where the girl says, you know, hey, we're gonna, this is going to work out in the future. I just need some space. Don't do that. The best thing you could do is be honest with her and say, I have fallen out of love. And I'm so sorry. I wish I could change it. That's how my heart is right now. I wish I, wish I could change it because I, I think you're a great girl and I know you adore me and you're loyal. And, I, and don't say beautiful. Don't, don't build her up that way. But I, but I just, I don't feel this anymore. And I want to be honest with you. And guess what? She's going to hate you for it. <laughs> She's going to be mad, very mad at you. It takes a man. It takes a man to be honest and get the punishment you're going to get back. Verbal punishment, maybe physical. I don't know her. But what you can't do, Jalen, you can't do what the last email said and say, hey, I just need some space and maybe I got a pretty good idea that we'll work down the road. We'll be good in the future. I got a, got a pretty good hunch. If you just give me this space right here, then, you know, maybe like a year or so, I'll call you and we'll be right back where we started. That's a lie, man. Don't do that. The best thing you could do for her, the greatest gift is just total honesty. I've fallen out of love. I can't. You could say what you told me. I, I, I cannot get rid of the thoughts that you're not the one. And it's not fair to you to date me with me thinking that because you deserve better. You deserve someone who knows that you're the one. I'm not the guy. I'm not your future husband. Done. That's it. That's the deal. Next question. Subject line says, is it too early? Hey, Granger, I'd like to remain anonymous. I've been with my girlfriend for roughly eight to nine months, though we've only been dating for seven months. We both feel as if this is a relationship that will last forever. She is dead set on having kids soon. Is it too early? We've only been together for seven months. I'm 24. She's 25. What are your thoughts? Thanks for everything, everything you do in your podcast and your music. Cole, 
Cole, brother, thank you for the email, man. I'm glad that, I'm always glad you guys uh, feel like you could trust me with these deep life questions and decisions. Um, I, I, I'm very honored that you do that. And, um, and I hope, I hope that everyone listening could feel the, the genuine love that I have for my listeners and the people that write these questions and the, the genuine broken heart that I feel alongside you and the genuine joy I feel alongside of you through your victories. I, I say that because, Cole, I'm about to give you some tough love, brother. Dude, are you crazy? Are you serious right now? If you're my friend, Cole, this is what I say. If you're my friend and you're in the truck with me, I would, I would say, hey, roll down that window and jump out of this truck right now because you're taking up, you're taking up some air that I can't be breathing right now, bro, with this craziness. Cole, I love you, man. I think I explained that 10 seconds ago. But dude, have you listened to this? You say you listen to this podcast. Why, why are you thinking about bringing a baby into a relationship? You're, you haven't even married this girl and you've only dated for seven months. You're going to believe her that she's dead set on having kids soon? Are you a man? Step up. Are you a man? Are you a leader in this relationship or a follower? You're saying, no, we're not having kids. No. It's too soon. Yes, it's too soon. Here's the reason. We're not married. Do you want to get married? Do Cole, I'm asking you. Do you want to marry this girl? She's the one you say you, you both feel like this is a forever relationship. Bro, go get you a ring. Put it on her finger. Go to the courthouse and get eloped. Sign the papers. You don't have to have a big wedding. You don't have to pay money. You don't have to do all this stuff. And then when that's done and that is signed and you are husband and wife, this is what you, you owe this to your future child. You say, hey, kids, we love you so much. And we planned for you so well that we went out of our way because we love each other to make sure we had everything wrapped up and we were married, we had everything done because we wanted to be husband and wife and we wanted to prepare this for you so that one day we could model this for you when you are now getting into relationship age. We want to model this for you and say, look what we did. Cold, this is you, man. No, you're not ready. Is it because of the seven months? Not necessarily. I don't think that's... I dated Amber for seven months. I dated Amber for seven months before we got engaged, and then a few months later we got married. So I don't think that that's, that's the time that's the problem. It's She didn't have a ring on her finger. Done. Email me back if you're mad at me. I still think you're crazy, and I still think you should jump out of a window. All right. Next question. Thank goodness. Subject line says, lighthearted question. Hey, Granger, hope you're having a beautiful day. I thought you needed a lighthearted question with all the questions that you answered that are heavy. This is mine. Is, the, is your radio show pre-recorded, or do you stay up all night doing it? Thank you for all you do with this podcast. Uh, I use this program to, uh, to type for me because it's just easier when I'm disabled, and using my hands to type is really difficult. Thank you for understanding. Oh, that's awesome. So you are using a program to type the email, and you still... 
Man, that's amazing. You, so many of y'all, it means so much to you to message that you're going to type through this. That, that's awesome. Thank you. Um, I'm not going to say your name because you didn't say it, even though I see it right here on the email. I'm not going to say it. But thank you for listening. Thank you for the kind words. I do not stay up all night recording after midnight. Um, I do that during the day. A lot of times I do it in the mornings. It's kind of my morning routine is all. Ant-Man, my producer, gets me the show for that night. And so it's on the same day, but it's it's that morning. I get it and I'll record it all in one piece. So I don't have to wait on the commercial breaks and the music. I could do it all just piece by piece, back to back to back. And it allows me to build the show. And and I also do a lot of these podcast questions on uh, on After Midnight. So yeah, I appreciate you, you emailing. And um, it's funny, after this podcast, after I record this, I'm actually going in to do After Midnight right after this. So back to back. Let's hit another one. Subject line says, life slash relationship advice. Imagine that. Hey, Granger, I'm 21 years old and a firefighter in South Dakota. I'm engaged to a wonderful gal, but it seems since the engagement, our relationship has changed and heading downhill. I just, re- uh, just recently, a girl I dated in high school reached out to me, and we've been talking as friends. I never really lost feelings for this girl. She was just the right girl at the wrong time. Talking to her feels like home. What should I do? Or should I fix my current relationship? I'm a Christian man, and I've been asking God to help me get through this and show me a sign on what path I should take. Love your podcast. Listen to it on the way to work and during work as well, as well as when I'm farming. Yee I'd love for you to come to South Dakota and hunt pheasants sometime, and that'd be awesome. Um, Alex, appreciate you, brother. Thank you for your service as a firefighter. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Shout out to South Dakota. I would love to go pheasant hunting with you sometime. Let me recap so I can get it back in my mind. You are engaged to a wonderful gal, you say. But since the engagement, things have changed and heading downhill. Understandable, sometimes the the um, imminent idea of permanent spouse, ring on the finger, sometimes that feeling um, could change the dynamic of the relationship. So it's... Man, that's going a couple questions back. That's kind of a, making a little bit of an argument for some sort of engagement period of time because they might change during that time. So continuing the recap here, um, you started recently talking to a girl that you used to date in high school and you never lost feelings for her. She was the right girl at the wrong time. So you're asking me, should you try to fix this current relationship? Okay, I gotcha, gotcha. Um, all right, so this one I'm gonna say right off the bat, um, without knowing too much about you, Alex, if we're sitting in the truck, we're driving driving down the road, I'm not telling you to jump out the window. I'm not doing that. I shouldn't have said that earlier. Come on, guys, I'm just kidding. But what I am saying is, um, I don't feel good about this engagement, man. I don't feel good about you and this girl. Um, it's heading down a path, heading downhill, like you said, and things have changed. And now you kind of have feelings. You have feelings for this other girl right there. Those two things, I'm out. I'm out. I'm saying, hey, we got to, could I have that ring back? Um, or maybe, maybe firefighting pays really well. And you say, keep the ring as a bonus. 
but I'm going to go ahead and pull out of this engagement. Here's the deal. Don't let pulling out of this engagement, don't let that be affected by, oh, we've already booked a venue. Or her mom and, and aunt are really excited. And they, they already have the flower person booked. Oh, and she, the church that we tried to get is usually booked out for three years, but, but we got this one day and it's like the perfect day. And they gave us a discount, which we'll never get again. And she already bought the dress. Don't let those things change your mind that the relationship itself is broken and you probably shouldn't get married. That would be a disaster to use those all those other excuses, including embarrassment, including saying, I don't want to face her daddy and tell her I changed my mind. I don't want to do that, so I'd rather just marry her. You've heard enough questions come through this podcast that end in divorce, so stay away from that. And I, I seriously would go and just say, hey, I'm, I want to marry someone that I, I feel 100% confident in being there for her the rest of my life, and I am losing confidence in this relationship with you. And I don't, I don't know the reason, I don't know why, but I don't feel I don't feel a hundred percent about it. And I owe it to you to tell you honestly that I don't feel a hundred percent about it. And I think we should downgrade this relationship, jump out of an engagement, and give me the ring back, please, or not, whatever your situation is. And Alex. Um, Regardless of the girl from high school, I think that's kind of irrelevant. I think the girl from high school, the only thing that does for us in this conversation, it tells you that something is severely broken in the current relationship. It says more about that than it does the girl from high school because the girl from high school is from the past and you you might still have feelings, but you might just have nostalgia for the past and for high school. You might be looking at this girl in hindsight. So regardless, I don't care about that girl. It's telling me more about your current situation that you need to get out of. You say, I'm a Christian man. You've been asking God to show a sign. I don't like signs. I don't like the prayer to ask for a sign. Jesus says, those that ask for a sign are a wretched generation. Okay, so we don't, we don't want to do that. We don't want to ask for signs. We want to read the word, the ever-living, breathing word of God. And you read the word, you're going to see a lot about relationships and a lot about marriage and a lot about love between a man and a woman. So go there and stop looking for a sign or asking for a sign. Okay? I think we kind of got that one. Um, let's hit another one here. I'm going to go way back in the vault here. I'm going to spin this dial all the way down to I go back to February. I have no idea what we're getting into here. This is back in February. I got this email. It says, hey, Granger, my name is Randy. I'm 26 from North Central Missouri. I've enjoyed your music for a long time. Recently discovered your podcast through TikTok. I found your advice to be incredibly insightful and helpful to me and my struggles. I'm a big fan of everything you stand for. Thank you, brother. Randy, you said, um, I've noticed a theme. You speak a lot about being content on your own before getting into a relationship. This is something I've always struggled with, especially now in the wake of a recent breakup with the best girl I've ever dated. I've been struggling through the heartbreak, episode 124. It's helped me on this, by the way. But I want to know what I could start doing 
what I could start learning, let me say this again, but I want to know how, no, I'm reading that wrong, but I want to know what I could start doing to learn how to truly be content on my own. I feel like this is a lack of, this lack of contentment may be contributing to the failure and disappointment that I keep experiencing in dating. Any help or advice would be appreciated. Keep up the great work. Randy. Okay, Randy, recapping what you said here. Thank you, brother. Thanks for, thanks for emailing and listening to my bad read of your writing. You basically want to know how to start learning how to be content on your own. That's what you're asking. And coming out of the wake of a breakup. Okay, this is, inter- this is interesting because you asked this in February. So, so I'm curious in November how this many months has gone by now. How, how have you fared, Randy? Email me back. How have you fared from February to November without hearing me answer your question yet? Because I can walk through this with you, but I'm more curious on how you did. Like, are you totally broken right now? I don't think so. I doubt it. Are you in another relationship? Maybe. Are you content and single? Maybe. I'm really curious um, with this much time going by. If, if, this would, if this email had just come in, I would say practically speaking, a recent breakup, it's hard to do anything right away. Like you can't come out of a recent breakup and say, okay, I'm going to be single and content. I'm going to be content with myself. She broke up with me two weeks ago and I'm going to be content and single. Like, bro, that's very difficult. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that you needed to do that or even could do it. That kind of contentment comes on a clear headed mind after you've, after the dust and the storm has gone away, the dust has settled. Okay. That's like a year down the road and you go, you know what? I've been single for a year. My heartbreak is healed and I'm finally in a place where I could say I am content being single. And so really what's crazy about that is the biggest healer and the biggest thing to learn from on how to get to that contentment is letting time go by after that big breakup that you had. And if time goes by and you still don't feel content, then I would, I would question the other components of your social life. Who are you hanging around? Have you tried to make friends? If, if not, or in conjunction with that, have you jumped into other hobbies? Like, man, I've always wanted to raise pigeons. Like, I literally am saying that because I'm kind of thinking about that. My dad used to raise pigeons. So just throwing that out hypothetically, you're like, man, I've really always had this crazy idea to raise racing pigeons and, and have, them, have them in a pen and actually race them across the state. How fun would that be? And so you, you go and you start investing in it and you build it, you build your cage and you get your pigeons and you start getting around other people that have the same interest. Before you know it, you're like, whoa, I have a friend. <laughs> I've got a good friend. A friend that I've gotten from this racing pigeon thing. And then you bond over that. And then you get really interested in it. You start pouring more investment into it and more time and effort. Before you know it, weeks are going by and you're like, man, I haven't even thought about me being sappy and depressed and single. We start filling our stuff, our, filling our, our time with this kind of stuff. Stuff that brings us joy and contentment outside of a relationship. 
Okay. Randy, email me, buddy. I'm interested to hear what you have to say. I appreciate all you guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next Monday. Yee Thanks for joining me on the Granger Smith Podcast. I appreciate all of you guys. You could help me out by rating this podcast on iTunes. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to this channel. Hit that little like button and notifications bell so that you never miss any time I upload a video. If you have a question for me that you would like me to answer, email grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. Yee-yee.